gospel reading today is from Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you're right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him, there is no other, and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not, not, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Lord God Almighty, move among us this day so that we, your people, may always feel and sense your divine power and presence. For we need to know that we are never alone. And speak to us this day in such a way that we may always hear, understand, and remember. Give us your word by which you mold and shape our living. For we need your word to live eternally. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. It is no secret that this is among my favorite teachings. Of Jesus. This is one of my most favorite teachings of Christ Jesus our Lord. It's one of my favorites because in it Jesus cuts to the very heart, the very core, the very center of religious faith, faith in God, a faith that changes and a faith that truly delivers or saves. It's also one of my favorites because it ties together the core of the Hebraic faith, the Jewish faith, the faith of the Jewish people, and the faith of Christians. When the scribe asked Jesus the question regarding the greatest commandment, Jesus doesn't default to one of the Ten Commandments, as if any of them could be said to be fundamentally more important than or superior to any of the others. In fact, they all hang together as a whole. They all depend upon each other. You take out one and they all start to crumble. They're part of an entire whole. No, Jesus goes back even further. Jesus goes to the very depths, to the very heart of Hebraic faith, to the very heart and core of the faith. He goes to the Shema, the Shema is an ancient Jewish prayer that is derived from the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 6. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away. When you lie down and when you rise, bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. When you go to Israel today, you'll see this. You'll see at the entrances to people's homes these words, the scripture there, or, or, or a box within which you have slips of paper containing these scriptures. You'll see men especially with these little boxes strapped to the foreheads and wrapped around their arms. And inside the boxes you have this scripture written on a piece of paper along with Deuteronomy chapter 11 and two passages from Exodus chapter 13. And they'll wrap these up. These are called uh, sometimes uh, phylacteries or teflon. They'll, they'll put the prayers inside these boxes. And they'll go to the western wall to pray. And as they're praying, they're praying the Shema. The very heart and soul. The very core of the Hebrew faith. The very core of the faith of our Jewish brothers and sisters. And also the very core and heart of our faith. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Or in Hebrew, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Achad. And they'll pray this again and again, repeatedly. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Achad. They'll chant it. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Achad. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Achad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. It's an affirmation of Yahweh Elohim as God, the very core of faith, the very heart of our faith in God. Jesus goes back to this very heart, this very center of all of the Hebrew scripture when he's defining the greatest commandment. And the instant he begins to quote it, as we see it here in our passage, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He's quoting that Shema, that prayer that is at the heart and the soul of the Hebrew faith. And the scribe instantly knew what was coming. Jesus almost didn't have to finish it. He did. And the scribe knew it. The scribe knew what was coming, that this would be the heart, the very core of the Hebrew faith. And then he immediately goes on and he adds to it. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And here he's pulling from Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. 
where it is a conclusion to a section that illustrates the imperative of loving the Lord your God and what it looks like when you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, you end up loving your neighbor as yourself. Jesus summarizes the entirety of the law and not just the Ten Commandments, the entirety of the law which is inclusive of things like the dietary regulations, the blood purity laws, the sacrificial laws of the Hebrew people. Jesus summarizes them all in this one simple statement. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I love this because it's not just the heart and soul of the Hebraic faith, it's the heart and soul of our faith. Loving God and loving neighbor. And indeed, it's the core and the structure of the Ten Commandments themselves. The the first portion of it, the first um, four commandments, depends on how you number them, and there's a lot of debate as to how you number the commandments, that's not important right now. The first section of the Ten Commandments deal with loving the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. I am Yahweh your God. You'll have no other gods before me. No graven images or likenesses of the deity. Don't take Yahweh's name in vain. And remember the Sabbath day. These these four initial laws form how we deal in the vertical relationship with God and loving God and having no other gods than God, worshiping no one else, nothing else but God. And then the second half of the Ten Commandments is typified by this love your neighbor as yourself. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. That means lie. You shall not covet. All of these laws typify what it means to love your neighbor as yourself because if you're loving your neighbor as yourself, you're not doing these things. By loving your neighbor, you're not doing these. It's not so much the specific laws themselves. It's that which lays behind them. It's that which rests behind them. The spirit therein, which is loving your neighbor as yourself. We often try to make the faith very complex, and, and it has lots of complex elements in it. But, but frankly, when you get down to it, it can be as simple as this. And this is according to Jesus. Loving God and loving neighbor. And the scribe knew it. The scribe says to Jesus, you're right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength. And to love one's neighbor as oneself. Notice what he says. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. This is far more important than any of the cultic religious systems that we may have. 
In the Jewish world, that was taking animals for burnt offering, for sacrifice at the temple. In, in the Christian faith, it's often typified by rules of behavior. We get hung up on those things, on rituals, on good works, on obeying rules and regulations that have been set out for us by the church. The United Methodist Church is splitting because one side believes the law of love is paramount while the other side looks to the specifics of the law and even beyond that to the specifics of the book of discipline rather than the Shema as the core of our faith. I know some people will disagree with me on this one. And that's okay. I don't mind that. I'll take Jesus' side on this one. I'll take the interpretation of the scribe on this one, who said that the law of love, loving God and loving neighbor, is much more important than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Or in our context today, the law of love is much more important than culturally conditioned preconceptions and expectations regarding gender identity, homosexual relationships, and same-sex marriage. It's more important that we love God and we love neighbor than we keep human rules and regulations. Because when we love God and we love neighbor, we are fulfilling the whole law. That's also straight from Jesus. We're fulfilling that which God has called us to do. And we are whom God has called us to be when we love God and when we love our neighbors. We are living the life Jesus calls us to live. Every time we come to this core of our faith, and, and I, will, I will return to this message again and again throughout my ministry. I always have and I always will. Every time we come back to this, there's some concrete applications for it. And we just talked about one of them right here. But there's also the personal inward application that we should also pay attention to. We need to take a look inside ourselves. And when we see something flowing from within us, that doesn't come from God's love and doesn't come from love for our neighbors, we really must question why we're doing it, why we're believing it. Because there's a very good chance that if it's not rooted in love of God or love of neighbor, then it doesn't come from God. It's coming from ourselves from our own self-will, from our own agenda, and not from God. This is something that we can all do, and we all do it. We think our agenda, our ideas, our way of thinking is it, and therefore it has to agree with God. But then we find ourselves doing things and saying things and treating people in certain ways that don't reflect God's love. And when that's the case, even though we think we have good reasons for it, it's not flowing from God's love. It's not flowing from love for neighbor. 
It's not coming from God. Faith is built on this. Faith is built on love, trusting God, trusting God with all of ourselves. Loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength means trusting in God, and loving neighbor as ourselves means trusting in God and living our lives according to that which God has set out for us. Jesus said, this is my commandment, that you love one another. It can't get any more simple than that. As I said, so often our, we articulate our faith in the most complex ways. Take a look at our creeds, the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed. They're complex statements of faith designed to limit our understanding of Jesus. That's why the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creeds were written, to limit and to define and to put barriers around our understanding of who Jesus is. But when you get right down to it, in this passage here today, we see the most important understanding of Jesus is the one of loving God and loving neighbor. And what you do about that and how you live according to that is what's critical for us all. As we move into this week of All Saints Affirmation, when we remember those who've gone before us in the faith, bequeathed to us so much of our faith, Remember, they also bequeathed us the love of God. They also bequeathed to us the calling to love neighbor as self. And they gave us examples of it in their living. Examples that we're called to live in our living. Love the Lord your God. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Achad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That is the calling that Jesus has for us. That is the core of the gospel. Everything else, all the theology, all the doctrines, they all flow from that. They're all rooted in that. They all come back to that. Let us love the Lord our God and love our neighbor as ourself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son.